All right, listen. So we're in a series right now that uh, I'm calling A Little Bit of Wisdom, and uh, it's basically an opportunity that we wanted uh, just most of the people on our staff to be able to share uh, a little bit of their perspective, because, you know, the gospel is not correct just through the lens of Tim Broughton, uh, because I have a personality and a perspective of who God is. And so it's good to see other people's personalities. And next week, we have a, a speaker that I think is just crazy anointed, crazy in love with God, crazy wisdom is the personification of this human being. And you are, man, it's going to be good. It's good. It's in for, yeah. Next week, you're going to want to bring a pen. Tell you right now. All right. Anyways, uh, this is what Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 says. It says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I, I think about that more and more. And the more that I understand that there is someone that is holy, the more I begin to fear God. And I don't know what the Holy One means to you, but I have come to understand that there is nothing sacred on this earth anymore. Everything is polluted and diluted and like tampered and tainted and, and knowing that there is holiness it's scary. Uh, in the Old Testament, holiness actually was terrifying. Like priests, when they went into the only holy place, they actually called it the holy place, the most holy place, it was so terrifying that many of them were in fear that they would die by going into a place of absolute, absolute holiness. They would die. They were in fear of their life. They would actually be in such fear that they would protect themselves by putting bells around their ankles in case they died. Everyone outside the holy place would stop hearing bells and know that someone needs to get them. That's awesome. The Holy One, understanding of the Holy One, like that's what we're about. And so today as God's moving, I'm realizing you, most of us didn't experience a moment like this earlier this week. This is a moment that's beautiful. A Holy One, the Holy One, the Holy One, the Holy One. So anyways, the fear of the Lord is beginning wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And so Brady talked about that the first week and, and how uh, wisdom will call out to you. And if those that obtain wisdom will uh, have a better life, they'll have a fuller life. It'll be more rich. If you understand wisdom and you seek wisdom, wisdom is going to call out to you in your life. And those of you that can listen to wisdom, you'll be a richer person, not financially richer. Well, you may be. But I, me and my wife have been talking over the last couple weeks. Finances haven't been like glorious in our life recently, but we've been talking about like, man, we are wealthy. And it's been really freaky to realize how many things are going so good for us right now. I'm rich. Okay, that's not the sermon. I got to get into this. So, so there's three Proverbs I'm going to read to you, and then I'm going to try to get into what I'm thinking that God's kind of shared with me this week. So here we go. The fear, uh, to fear the Lord is to hate evil. Why? Because when you understand holiness, you understand everything else outside of that is, is actually ruining God's plan. So there's so many things. To, to fear the Lord uh, is to hate evil. And so Solomon said, I hate pride and I hate arrogance. And I, I find that in myself so often. Does anyone else? Pride and arrogance, it lingers. I mean, it's the first sin happened in heaven. The enemy fell because of it. And when it gets inside us, there is such separation between us and God. I mean, the fact that pride resides 
is saying, God, I don't want to change. I like me the way I am. Ooh, that's terrible. Okay. Uh, evil behavior and perverse speech. I hate these things. I hate them. I hate them. The next proverb I want to share with you is Proverbs 14, 12. And it says this, there is a way that appears right to man, but the end it leads to death. There is a way that appears right, but its end it leads to death. Wisdom calls out to you. Wisdom calls out to you. Wisdom calls out to you. And when I think about this verse, I think about like a deer um, in the woods. I, I grew up a family of hunters. Somehow I'm the one that got away. Like literally they do this all the time. They just sit around talking about hunting for hours. And, uh, but if you've ever seen a, a, a deer in the woods, it's been trained so much to, to know and be cautious with every step. They're so sensitive to their surroundings that they very easily get spooked there is a way that seems right to man, in the end it leads to death. And if that deer doesn't get spooked, it may die. And so it's trained so much to, with every step it takes, to be cautious and know its surroundings. And so it's smelling and feeling the earth and trying to see if something is different right now. Is something sneaky? Is something going on? There is a way that seems right to man, but its end it leads to death. What I've discovered about my own life is that I often... I know that there is a trap that's about to happen in two scenarios. I know before it and long after it. But seldomly do I know it when I'm in it. In other words, before I step into something, the enemy would, the Lord would, would say to me, don't look that direction. Don't say those words. You can never take them back. And you put it out there and you're feeling it or you, whatever you want to do. If you're going to put yourself in a room with someone you're not supposed to be in, the Lord will warn you before you get in there. There is a way that seems right to man. The Lord will say, don't do it. But the end, it leads to death. And you know it afterwards. It was a financial decision. You knew you shouldn't have made that decision. You made it anyway. The process seemed fun. Things got exciting. You were riding your adrenaline for so long, and then you realized one day, oh, no, this is not as fun as I thought it was. There is a way that seems right to man, but the end, it leads to death. Does that make sense? Does everyone know wisdom? We know wisdom on the hindsight, right? Like if I can go back sometime. That's why I love having older folks surrounding me because they can look back in life and realize there are some pitfalls that some young people don't know about. They ran headstrong into some situations. And I think wisdom has a way of calling out to us, calling out to us, calling out to us, calling out to us. Some other things I want to share with you. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Fear the Lord. Don't be wise in your own eyes. And you know what? It's funny in this world that we live in, that social media has empowered us in such a way that everyone is so stinking wise, aren't we? I mean, we all know truth. We know it absolutely. We know absolutely. We know it absolutely. And I, I, I've learned that um, we don't know a whole lot. Uh, in fact, the Bible says that God would use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And so actually, the dumber you are, the better it'll work out for you in your life. <laughs> And wise people generally are older and they realize those things and they stand back and they watch and they watch and they watch and they watch. Oh, I love there's a, one of my favorite Proverbs is that even a fool appears wise when he keeps his mouth shut. I love it. I love it. Proverbs are so good. If you're not reading the Bible today and the Bible's boring, uh, there's 31 days in most months. Pick whatever day of the week it is. 
Start right there. You can get so much good stuff out of whatever day of the week it is. Read that proverb, and uh, out of the day of the month it is. It'd be hard to find Tuesday Proverbs. Uh, anyways, uh, let's, uh, let's get into this. So uh, one of the things I realized that's hard for us to do as people is, um, is to say I was wrong. I was wrong is one of the hardest things. Saying I'm sorry can be a little bit easier, but to say that I was wrong is so difficult for our culture because we believe that we are so right. And everyone else is so wrong. Whether they're Republican or, or, or they're conserva- conservative or they're liberal, they are so wrong. The other side is so wrong. The other people are so wrong. Everyone else, the way they live their life, spend their money, go on vacation, choose to relationship, they are so wrong and I have it all together. You realize you were wrong after you can't have it back and you realize just what wisdom was. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of of wisdom, and it would be wise of all of us to begin to learn that today. This is not in my notes, but if you would, um, I, I wanted to share this with you this morning. I'm going to go long today. I apologize in advance. I'm excited. This is a powerful verse. Listen to this. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Maybe it's because this understanding is absent in our culture. Most of us believe that the world revolves around us, which is why it's easy for us to believe that we are wise. And we're making all the right decisions today in our life. But check this out. The Apostle Paul said this in Colossians. He, Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Many of us think that we know and understand what's happening on this earth, but what I can see, I didn't create everything. I don't hold all things together. I don't even understand many things. One of my favorite jokes is, I don't even understand the mind of a woman. You know what I mean? Like it's, and you don't, I'm just kidding. That was, sorry, I'll just, I'll bad humor. I got dad jokes often and that was probably one of them. All right, so um, I, 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 uh, I, one, I, I learned uh, what is wrong all by myself. I've learned uh, what is wrong all by myself in my life. I've learned not to touch that. I've learned not to take that. I, I've learned not to do that. I've hurt some people and I've hurt myself making a lot of wrong decisions. And often what's unfortunate for many of you, uh, you may not realize yet, is that wrong often is so right. The wrong decisions can come the easiest. They can feel so perfect. They can feel so right. Touch. It feels so good, and it can be so, 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 so wrong. The Bible says not to stir up love until it awakens. Like, guys, it's important for us to understand that some things, like Oreo cookies, it's so right, it can't be wrong. But God is speaking to many of us in our life right now saying, hey, dude, lay off the cookies, and we're not listening. And what happens is we learn in hindsight, many people 30, 40 years from now would say, I wish that I can go back and just not eating some things. I wish I would have exercised when I could, but now I can't. I wish I would have saved money, but hindsight, now you can't. And it's sometimes the right decision is so wrong, but it feels just so good. How can it be wrong? It's deceptive. 
And it's so easy. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Today I'm going to drop a lot of Bible verses on you. Probably a crazy amount of Bible verses. And uh, it's because... Uh, some people I know use the Bible to make their points, but I think today what I'm learning is the Bible is the point. It is the point. Please don't listen to a preacher, even if they're as good looking as me. Read your Bible. It is the best thing that you can get in your life. It is the only thing that is eternal. It is timeless, and it is the greatest thing that you own. Okay, I've got to get into this here. Okay, so some things I learned wrong all by myself. Some things I was taught that things are good when they're not. And uh, this is a big point today that I'm going to have for you today, that I was taught things that are good that are not. Here's what I mean. And the scriptures, um, there are many, many, many passages in scriptures that would say that like false teachers will come false teachers are going to come. And I'm not one of these guys that would be on Facebook saying the Antichrist spirit is here. And like, I'm not, no, 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 it is, but it's, don't worry about that. Just read your Bible. Um, but the, the idea is, is that like false teachers were coming. You're surrounded by bad teachings all the time. Even it may unfortunately happen in your church. Um, and I, I don't want to like, that sounds like, like, are you really saying that? You, yes, there's a chance, but read your Bible and you'll know. Um, Here's, here's what I know. Uh, Peter sent a message after Jesus left earth, and he said, hey, 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, false teachers are going to come. 1 John sent a letter in chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, and he said, false teachers are going to come. Uh, the, the, um, 2 Timothy, the apostle Paul, he's writing to his, his, his apprentice, Timothy, and he says in chapter 3, false teachers are going to come. And in Matthew, Jesus warned us in chapter 17, in chapter 7, that false teachers are going to come. It's all over the scripture, and what I'm realizing is that it's here. It's infiltrated our culture, and everyone around us says it's good, it's okay. No, no, it's okay. Spend your money. You deserve it. You've, you work so hard. Go ahead and spend it. And there's coming a day, I don't know if you can recognize that Social Security is literally leaving our economy. Go ahead, spend your money. But one day you may not have any. And wisdom is going to call out to you. you. You see what I'm saying? But the culture that we live in says, no, no, don't worry. Don't, don't just, just have fun. Go ahead and touch that person. It, it, you deserve, she, she's so beautiful. The wise man, Proverbs says, the wise man stays away from the wicked woman. Oh man, you got to know, you got to know, you got to know. It looks so right. There's no one around right now. It feels good. Why can't I? It's going to have so much damage in your life, in your marriage, even though she doesn't know. Listen to me. It feels good right now, but it is not going to feel good when it comes to the surface. And what happens in the darkness always comes out in the light. Can I get an amen? I'm telling you right now that wisdom is calling out to many people, and we're running right through the light. And damage and danger will come. I... I uh, for the last two weeks, I've been stuck in the book of Jude. I've read the book of Jude, um, I, I, I think, about 28 times in the last couple weeks. 
And uh, and Jude starts off by saying this. Uh, Jude is one of Jesus' brothers. His actual name is Judah. And it it would say this. He says, hey, dear friends, although this is uh, Jude chapter, it only has one chapter. So I feel I've read the book of Jude like so many times. I'm I'm so spiritual. Uh, uh, And so uh, uh, chapter three, he starts off and he says, hey, dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about salvation that we share, I felt compelled to write to you and urge you to contend for the faith that was once and for all entrusted to God's holy people. Listen to this. He says, certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago by Peter and Paul and John and James and many other people, he says, for, 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 for their con- was written long ago, have secretly slipped in among you. There's people in your life right now that are telling you it's all good. It's a, you can hate that person. They deserve it. Push them out of your life. You don't need them. There is so much wisdom that is coming from so many different directions. We are living on an information highway. And I can prove everyone's point and everyone is right. There are so many lawyers in this room right now. Ask them. You can prove any point you want. And it's right. I love watching sports. And I love that the Golden State Warriors were absolutely right to tell Kevin Durant he could play last week. And the Golden State Warriors were absolutely wrong to tell Kevin Durant he was, you can prove every point. There is wisdom and information and analytics going all around you. But there's only one truth. Why? Because there's only one holy one. Because there's only one holy one. My opinion, actually, though I think the world revolves around me, I've only been on this earth for 37 years. We're talking about a God that's billions of years old. He knows more than me. And he has something to say about the direction of my life and where I place my feet and how I lay my head and where I invest my money and how I sacrifice my money and who I have relationships with. He has an opinion and it's wise. It would behoove you to listen to a little bit of wisdom because it calls out to you. Is this good? Okay, so we're going to get into this, the book of Jude. Hey, Jude. Hey, Jude. Hey, Jude. I was like, I'll name it Hey, Jude, because it's so catchy, you know? Listen, for certain individuals who condemnation was written about a long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality, and they deny Jesus Christ, our sovereign God and Lord. It's becoming more and more common that you can have sex before you get married. It's becoming more and more common that you can get married to any kind, any person you want. It's becoming more and more common that if you don't feel like you're a girl today, just, you're fine. Oh, you want to be, there's people on the internet that'll tell you, if you feel like you're a kitten, you can be a kitten. And it's wisdom out there, and it's becoming culturally acceptance. And this is what you guys have to understand, is that the world says it's okay. And, I love all of these people. They are my friends. Listen, I have friends that use drugs every day. Culturally, it's acceptable now. You could smoke pot. You can drink alcohol. I have friends that do these things every day. But I'm telling you that wisdom says, I can tell you the destruction that these things can cause. And many people that will tell you that it ruined their life. If you want to play with fire, you can. But wisdom would say, it's really affected a lot of people for a long time. Maybe you're better than everyone else, and maybe you got more talent than everyone else, but I'm telling you, 
Hindsight would say, be careful. There's a lot of people right now culturally that are saying a lot of things that's, that's noisy. And I'm not, I'm not saying that... The Bible says that the beginning of wisdom is, is to hate sin. What is bad? In a world that believes that everything is okay, what is wrong? If it's okay right now to marry whoever you want, in the next season, will it be okay to touch whoever we want? What if it's a child? Well, my feelings say it's okay. Are my feelings wrong? Why can't I molest someone? My feelings say it's okay. And listen, touch isn't always good. It's, I'm sorry that I'm being so vulgar today. It's not good to touch yourself. It's not good to touch someone like, wait, 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 wait. I'm telling you that like, if you get so far in a relationship and then you realize one day, well, I wasn't really in love. There is so much destruction that touch can cause. If it comes too early, wisdom is calling out and there is a right way to do things. Culture says, just be you. I do want you to be you. Be born again. Be born into the image of the Son of Man. I'm not telling you any of these things have been easy. What I'm telling you is that I have found out that I'm wrong. And I'm wrong again. And wrong again. And again. And again. And again. And I have impulses every day that tell me to go ahead and look at that girl. No. Because I only have eyes for one person. And if she sees me look the wrong way, it can cause destruction in her for years. Don't you dare tell me that it's okay for me to do what I want and feel what I want. It causes pain. It hurts people. There is a way that seems right to man, but the end, it leads to death and destruction. And it may not be a physical death, but people sit in my office all the time crying their eyes out because death has found out at their door. Because the enemy whispered into their ear something that was good. And they found out that they bought a lie. It's a sinking sand. Sin does feel good. I'm telling you, it feels great until it's done. And it leaves you empty and confused and hurt and lonely and broken and a, and a, a lot of destruction. Wisdom is calling out to us. And friends, I'm not here to tell you about the doctrine of Tim Broughton or what I think it like. No, 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 no. I am begging you to read your Bible and allow the Lord to lead you because here's the thing I can tell you. As sure as we know that we had an awesome moment a couple moments ago, here's the great news. This God, he walks with you when you go home today. He wants to have a relationship with you in a way that you know that he's alive because he wants to lead you and guide you and speak into all truth, the Bible says, into truth. True, into, the Spirit of God leads us into all truth, Jesus said. That's his job. Jesus said that it's better for you that I go away so that I can send him to you because if he comes, then he will guide you into all truth. But there is a way that seems right to man. In the end, it leads to destruction. Here's also what I know is, um, that's awesome, whatever that is. 
Um, I don't know what just happened, but okay, so here's... here's in, in the same chapter of Jude, right? The same, there's many chapters that I read this week. The same chapter, Jude chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, he says this, But dear friends, remember what the apostles of the Lord Jesus foretold. They said to you that in the last times, scuffers will come and, and who follow their own ungodly desires. I am telling you that inside every human being in this room, there are two desires. Tom and Jerry used to talk about it all the time. Remember the little guy on this shoulder and the little guy on the shoulder? Except the spirit of the Bible would actually say that there's a, there's a spirit man and there's a flesh. The flesh loves what feels good. The spirit man loves what is good. And oftentimes what feels good is really harmful actually to me. Uh, I, I would like to tell you guys that I am so godly that I always obey God. But I got to tell you, if there's Oreos in my closet, I will eat them far longer than I'm supposed to. I don't go for three or four. I go for like 12, 15 sometimes. And afterwards, I know it was a wrong decision. But we'll look at our kids and say, hey, don't eat that because it's not good for you. Because we understand wisdom for children, but we don't apply those same principles into our own adulthood. What is good? What is good? What is sin? What is wrong? What is ungodly desires? Do you have... Un now, here's the thing. When we hear a sermon like this, it's easy to fall into a political stance that says this equals bad or this equals good. The, the government of God is not Republican and it's not Democratic. And I have to... I, have to, I understand that there are Republicans and, and, and whatever else in this room, uh, but the government of God is not either of those. So there is wisdom. What is right or is it wrong? And more importantly, you have to understand that the gospel first is not for your neighbor. It's first for you. So you have to be conscious of your ungodly desires. Your pastor has them. You should pray for your pastor. You, you should pray for your spouse because they have them. Your friends, your kids' workers have them. Hey, people around you are not, it, it only takes a moment to make the news. That's what's unfortunate is like in a moment. Here, here check this out. Second, it sounds like, like a lot of things that I'm hearing, maybe even also to the church, but definitely through social media. Second Timothy chapter four, verse three and four says this. And for the time will come when people will not put up sound doctrine, but instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Wow, this is like harsh. This is our apostle telling us this. He's saying, wait, people wouldn't actually do this, right? We wouldn't actually surround ourselves with people that we only like to hear. You know what's unfortunate? Is the reason why you guys like this church is because some of you like me. And the moment you decide you don't like me, guess what? You're going to find another church that's better. And I'm not being mean. This is the way it is. We like the people that we agree with. This is what we do. That's why I'm saying don't listen to the preacher, the bald guy up here, even though he's handsome. and really, Listen to the word of God. Okay, and so he says, so their itching ears would hear. He says they would turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. That everything is good and everything is acceptable and you can marry whoever you want. No, you can't. Does the person that you're going to marry fear God? 
This is the number one thing I looked for in my, when I was looking for a spouse. Some of you don't know me. I proposed to my wife within five weeks. I kid you not. I knew of this girl, and I knew her pretty well, but when I started dating her, I married her quick. And there was one thing that I, I it wasn't because she was smoking hot. Which she is. I married her because I knew one thing. She feared God more than me. Because there will come a day in her life where she is tempted to take the easy road out, where it's hard for her to be married to a, someone as strange as me, who tells everyone when he's sweating, right? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm getting weirder. But it's important for her to know that God is not calling her to leave. And when, and when she wants to leave me, she, she loves God enough that she doesn't want him to leave her. And God, when God says, no, I don't like what you're doing, my spirit isn't going to bless that. It's so wonderful to know that she's sticking with me, even if it's because she loves Jesus. I'm okay with that. I win in this scenario. She came to church today. You know what I'm saying? I won. We're looking for people that fear God. And people are like, no, why, why would we fear God? That's, that's not what, yes, it's biblical everywhere. In fact, people in the New Testament were known as people that were God-fearing. It's part of love. It makes me want to be different. Loving Jesus isn't a license to sin, but just be, I, let, let me make sure you understand. Even in my sin, the Holy Spirit still loves me, which is why I will always love you when you're an idiot which is why I'll never walk out on you when you're an idiot. Because God won't walk out on you. So I won't walk out on you. We're in this together. Amen. I hope that you don't walk out on me when I'm an idiot. There's countless staff meetings. I know Brady wanted to leave, right? And uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Okay, we got to keep going here. <clears throat> I do this all the time if you're new. And so anyways, here we go. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, so Jesus said this, watch out for false prophets for they will come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are ferocious wolves. And I recognize this. This can be a third grade teacher. Sorry, Jenna. <laughs> She's a third grade teacher. Uh, <laughs> so second grade, I'm sorry. Uh, and so, uh, but they, they, outwardly, they, they can be so nice and kind, and, but they can be giving really, really bad advice about the direction of your life moving forward. And it's on your Facebook. And sometimes the more likes you get, the better we think that what we're saying is accurate. That's not it. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. I have to keep going. So um, I'm going to read. I'm going to skip all that. Here's what I needed to know. Uh, this is not in the notes. So Lee, you don't have it. I'm going to skip everything else. When we're about to do something that is bad in our life, the Holy Spirit will tell you no. Some of you don't know the voice of the Holy Spirit. The first word I learned in Spanish was the same word I learned in English. It was no. And it's the same spiritual word that you're going to learn. And the Holy Spirit will say no. And you'll know he doesn't like it. You can listen or not listen. If you listen, your relationship will grow. If you don't listen, your relationship will get harder. It's wisdom to listen to the Lord. He is holy. He's the only thing that's holy. Everything else is ruined on this earth. Everything else is common and normal, and I don't want what everyone else out there has. And so this isn't about what God doesn't want for me, but it is about what, in fact, he does want for me. 
So if you can, if you have your phones or your Bibles, I'm going to read this to you, and, um, and then I'll start closing. Proverbs chapter 3. There is five things that God promises to those that obey what he's about to do. This is good. Everyone look. This is good. This, this is good. This, this, is, this is good. Okay. Proverbs chapter 3, uh, verse 1. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching but keep my commands close to your heart for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love, first thing he says, if you do this, you'll be blessed. One, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. If you do this, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. I want that. Anyone else want that? Raise your hand if you want that. It's good. The second thing is, is that if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways you acknowledge him, then he will make your path straight. What that means is some people, it takes them years and they'll walk around God's promise and they'll walk around their promise and they'll walk around their promise. Some people have been waiting for the right person to walk into their life for years because we keep making the wrong decision. But what Jesus is saying is slow down and be patient. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your understanding and I'll make what you need happen a lot faster. Or you can do another lap around the desert. I choose to trust the Lord. Anyone else want to trust the Lord today? Raise your hand. All right, cool. Here we go. I'm going to keep going. I'm not normally this long, but I'm on fire today. And no one let me speak for three weeks. So here we go. Uh, uh, <laughs> number three, he says, do not be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and shun evil. He says, if you fear the Lord and shun evil and you're not wise only in your own opinion, then listen to this, then he will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. I want to fear the Lord and shun evil then. Does anyone else want to live long and prosper, right? Okay, raise your hand, raise your hand. All right, cool. We're all here. Number four, honor the Lord with the wealth of the first fruit of your crops. What he's saying is your money. You want to know what wisdom is? How many people want to have more money in their bank account? Whether you realize it or not, your finances are spiritual. I know that you don't think it. You're working a lot to get it, and you want to give your life to Jesus. Your life is happening nine to five, five days a week, and some of you, it's happening like 70 hours a week. Your money, if your life is spiritual, you better dang on believe your finances are spiritual. He says, if you want more money, honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruit of your crops, and your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats to the brim with wine. How many people tithe in this room and could say that that's accurate? Raise your hand. There's wisdom in this room right here. The wisdom, world doesn't understand this. The world doesn't say, give your money away and you'll get more. That don't make no sense. I'll tell you right now. Wisdom says... Trust the Lord with your money. Trust the Lord with your money. Trust the Lord. Okay, here we go. I have to keep going. Uh, number 11, he says this. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those who he loves as a father disciplines, as a father, the son he delights in. When God is telling you no or telling you that you've done wrong, this isn't bad. This is actually great. Let me say this again. When I look at my son and I say, son, you made a mistake. He feels terrible. Son, you did wrong. Shame overcomes him. 
but it's okay, son, because I love you. We're going to grow from this experience. What's bad is when my son tunes me out, he doesn't know that he's making a wrong decision and he doesn't care about his father's instruction. Then he continues in that wayward way. And it gets more harmful to him and his path causes more and more destruction. But when my son trusts in my discipline and in my rebuke, it's good for him. The father is rebuking many of you today. And he's saying, you need to change your diet because it's hurting you. Many of you heard this week, right, Will Morgan or Will, Will Doyle? Uh, Will Morgan, uh, Will Doyle. Uh, some of you need to exercise more. And we hear that and we're going, yeah, but 20 years from now, wisdom's going to call out to you. And you realize he was calling out to you the whole time, Jack. Some of you right now, the Lord is saying, you're in a situation that I don't like. You're acting with pride. You've been gossiping. You've been slandering. You've been putting people down. You've been hoarding your money. You've, you've, been, you've, you've been holding unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a bitterness. That it's a poison that we drink and we think that someone else is getting hurt. We're mad as sick. We're mad at so much at this person. This person sucks. They're terrible. They're a bad human being. They're rotten and they're going on and their life is just fine. And the only person that's suffering is me. Just let them go. 